Right back here in New Zealand, another job for an old mate's been announced by the government. If, as a child, you grew up, and whenever you were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up, and you said, I want to be a grocery commissioner, the way is now clear for you to do so. Commerce and Consumer Affairs Minister David Clark announced that a grocery commissioner is to be appointed during an update on progress being made to bring supermarkets into line after recommendations were made by the Commerce Commission back in May. So in David Clark's mind, the grocery commissioner will be a kind of referee, keeping the supermarket duopolies honest and blowing the whistle where it suspects there is a problem. And they're also going to ensure the government's reforms for the sector are implemented and that Kiwis are getting a fair deal at the checkout. All very well and good. Um, The minister was giving an update on progress. And 12 of the commission's recommendations were now underway or complete, which shows breathtaking speed, given that they were only announced in May, including a draft grocery code of conduct, and people will be able to submit on that, legislation being passed to ban supermarket land covenants, which had allowed existing companies to block access to sites from their competitors. So even though they might have moved off a piece of land, they would block their competitors from setting up shop there. Um, The introduction of a wholesale grocery access regime, greater transparency over loyalty schemes and data collection, a consistent price display scheme, and collective bargaining for grocery suppliers, which may be enormously helpful, may not. I'd love to hear from the industry on that. All of which is going to provide greater transparency and all well and good. But will it bring down the price of the goods on the shelf? Vegetables New Zealand Chair John Murphy spoke to Early Edition this morning, and he told Kate Hawksby he believes change needs to come, but isn't sure a grocery commissioner is the panacea for his industry. I think one key question is, can a grocery commissioner have any effect on fuel, fertiliser and labour costs that are really staying our industry right now? And can they? Well, it doesn't, doesn't look like that's part of the remit to me, but what we really need to see is uh, how the code of conduct will be applied that they're talking about. I think that should be considered a good backstop, but I don't know whether it addresses whether producers will get a fair return on investment in the long term. And I guess the question is, uh, do New Zealanders want ongoing access to fresh New Zealand vegetables? Because if they do, then we do need to change things. Right. So as he points out, as John Murphy points out, It's all very well and good introducing the removal of covenants. That makes sense. The wholesale buying regime, allowing other players into the market, sure. But if any consumer thinks the appointment of a grocery commissioner is going to make a blind bit of difference to the price of many of the goods on the supermarket shelves, they are dreaming. Because if you listen to John, fruit and veggie growers have pressure on them with a shortage of labour. So you've got crops rotting on the ground. The rising price of fuel and fertiliser, the rising cost of transport, they've got that perennial foe, the weather, which can have a huge impact. How the hell is a grocery commissioner going to control hail? They're not. It's supply and demand. If, if because there aren't enough pickers to pick the fruit, so you only get a certain amount to market, if a crop, the first crop is destroyed by hail, that's a lack of supply, you know, they just haven't got as much fruit to sell, so the price goes up. If the cost of transporting the fruit and veg 
to the market goes through the roof. That has to be passed on. So a grocery commissioner can't affect any of that. I get it that supermarkets may be convenient whipping boys. The government can say, well, nothing we've done. Just look at the profits they make. I mean, what are excessive profits? You know, why aren't we coming down as hard on the fuel providers? Because I can't grow gas in my backyard, but I could certainly grow a lettuce. So for many of the goods that are in the supermarkets, there are alternatives. You can go elsewhere. You can grow your own, make your own, or buy bulk elsewhere. But when it comes to fuel, you can't. So I think supermarkets, sure, you know, you, you very seldom meet a supermarket owner who doesn't enjoy a pretty comfortable lifestyle. They work for that. Many of them work from, from being trolley boys or girls all the way through. They know every aspect of the business. They, many of them work seven days when they start off. They work very, very hard for the rewards they get. So, sure, they make a profit. And I don't think they apologise for that and they work hard to get that profit. So what is excessive? And why just supermarkets? And why is it the government saying, well, it's got nothing to do with us, when, when clearly many of the policy, policies they've implemented have caused prices to rise, inflation to grow, a constriction in households, they're very convenient whipping boys supermarkets for households who are experiencing real pain at the checkout till. But to say they are solely to blame for the rising price of your groceries I think is wrong and it's unfair. A grocery commissioner, while it sounds all very well and good, is going to do very little to put more cash in your pocket.